This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, pool safety for your pets and canine help for veterans with PTSD. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's national award-winning author and animal advocate, Susan Marie. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. Contact us at thedoggydiva.com. That's the D O G G Y D I V A.com. We love hearing from you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check. A nationwide pet insurance alternative, with Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats, regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. I'm here with Monica Layton, president of Professional Pet Sitting with our Pet Tip of the Week. And Monica, we're here in Florida, but there's other states that are in the warmer area, and it's getting ready to be pool season. And for those of us with pools or those of us who have neighbors that have pools, I think that we need to be have a little bit of safety knowledge before we jump in, should we say? So could you give us some safety tips for our pets around pools? Absolutely. So it's getting warmer out, you know, especially, you know, here in Florida. Um, it's a great time to cool off, you know, especially after being outside for periods of time in the water. And before we dive in, you just want to make sure that, you know, you are aware of your pets and getting them to, you know, be able to swim safely. So many of us want to include our pets, especially you know, if you have breeds that love the water, I mean, some dogs were just bred for the water. You can't keep them out of it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so making sure that they are safe is a huge part. And unfortunately, you know, we've seen this, we see this from time to time and, you know, a pet's, you know, not making it out of the water safely, especially if 
you know, the pet owner can be mowing the grass and not notice that, you know, the pet's fallen into the pool or, you know, there's a cover on the pool and somebody, you know, falls in. So there's things to really, you know, be cautious of when it comes to our pets and pool safety. So number one, keeping a watch. Knowing where your, you know, pets are when they are able to have access to the pool. So that way, you know, you know if, you know, they are to fall in, uh, make sure you're with an ear shot. Um, you know, some pets, you know, if they're having a hard time in the pool and nobody is right there, sometimes they may not be able to bark um, or get your attention because they're so frantic trying to, you know, kind of get out and, you know, water's going into the mouth, things of that nature. So they may not be able to signal to you that they need help. So definitely being with an eye shot, always keeping watch of your pets whenever they're around the pool area. And always start out slow. You want your pets to enjoy the pool, but you don't want to get them used to the pool too quickly. So don't force anything. If they seem fearful, you know, it's definitely not the way to just, you know, toss them in and be like, oh, look how fun it is. Now you can see it's fun. (laughs) For them, that's extremely fearful. So you always want to start out slowly. You know, let them inch in as it is on their own. Let them dip their foot into the pool and just sit on the edge. Let them sit on a top step or something where they're just cooling down their body but not necessarily swimming. Let them take it on their own pace. Um, Because even natural-born swimmers, you know, even the breeds that are, you know, really prone to swimming, they can be, you know, very afraid, and it may take them some time to get used to the water. So you don't want to create any aversions or enhance anxiety when it comes to the pool and your pet. So definitely let them go at their own pace and don't, you know, don't push it too quickly. You also don't want to overdo it. So be cautious the amount of time you're out there because, you know, dogs will swim and be enjoying themselves. But after a while, I mean, it does burn a lot of muscles, a lot of, you know, calorie intake. And especially in our smaller guys that tend to be um, really good swimmers, they'll love it. But they need to have time to kind of rest and slow down a little bit because they're burning so many calories. Um, and in our little guys, it becomes an issue where it's like, you know, adrenaline's going. They're burning all the calories. They're having so much fun. But they hadn't eaten all day. And so then you can get into lower blood sugar. You can get into them slowing down quicker. So just be really cautious about the time frame. Make sure your dog gets some rest in between. Um, and that way, you know, especially if you're not necessarily at home in a pool, maybe you're out on the lake or out, you know, on your boat. Make sure that you don't get into a situation where, you know, there's a little bit of space needed to get back to the boat or get back to the shoreline and your pet doesn't become too tired in that time frame. So, you know, make sure that you have a good distance between a shoreline um, and your pet. So that way, if they are to become tired, then you have, you know, a little assistance for them. Um, Things like a doggy life jacket, things of that nature when you're out on a boat, I always recommend. Um, It gives them a little less uh, work to do when they're swimming around. It keeps them safe. That way, if they are to tire, then they have a little backup there that can help, you know, keep them afloat. Another thing that's great for pool safety is ladder training. So you want to make sure your pet can safely get out of the pool. You don't want them to have to rely on you to, and as again, in our smaller guys, you shouldn't have to lift your pet out of the pool because they can't get up the ladder themselves. 
um, or be able to swim to, you know, the steps and know where that is. So you want to make sure they're able to get out on their own because if for some reason somebody is not there and they get excited and jump in, you don't want them to be stuck and not have a way out and not have the capability of getting out on their own. So definitely teach your pet how to use the ladder or how to exit, like if you want them to exit through the steps because you have a dog that can't really grasp the ladder, make sure that you're always getting them to exit from that step line that you're not just lifting them out, Um, which can be easy for our little guys, but it doesn't really teach them how to get out safely. So you want to make sure that your pet can always climb out of the pool on its own and know how to do so. And then after the pool, um, always make sure you rinse them off. Make sure that, you know, their skin doesn't dry out from the chlorine and the chemicals that can be in the pool. And also their ears. Anytime that you have a pet that, you know, is in the pool, always want to make sure that there's no water left in the ears. So, you know, drying them up really good with a towel. And then having a good um, just basic ear drying solution um, anything, you know, your veterinarians all carry them or you can get them at pet stores over the counter. You just squirt it into the ears and let them shake it out. But that makes sure that you don't have any residual water inside the ear canal because when you get residual water in there, it can actually start to grow and grow into like infections. Um, so you want to make sure that the ears are fully dried out um, and definitely use some kind of rinse after your pet gets out of the pool. If you don't have anything in advance and, you know, you're kind of stuck or you run out of something, then you can use um, alcohol and white vinegar in a 50-50 mix and just squirt that into your pet's ear, let them shake it out, and that should dry out the ear canal safely so that way you don't have any infectious problems. That's always what I end up using. We talked about that years ago, and it's very effective. I've been using it ever since. That 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 was one of my best tips that I ever got from you, especially when we moved into a home with a pool. Pets can enjoy the pool and do it safely. It's just knowing, you know, what to have on hand yep. and, you know, making it slow and steady and happy for them. And that's so important. Uh, having had one dog fall in. Without, I think I told you before, she was running across the the lanai and didn't see and went went right into the pool. Like was chasing like a bird up in the air, flying over us, and she went right into the pool. wasn't prepared. She was one of our new rescues, so she learned. We always teach them how to do it so they can get out on their own. We have like landing steps. So we teach them how to swim to the landing steps so that they could get out. It's very very important. Pool safety is so so important. So Monica. I thank you very much. As always, this was a great tip, and we'll be back in just a minute. Hello, everyone. Susan Maria Miss Olive here to announce the release of the second book in the Doggy Diva Diary series, Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Friends, a story about Miss Olive's encounters with bullying at a dog park and how she learns a life lesson. Please check out the original award-winning book, Miss Olive Finds Her Forever Home, which is a story about adoption and rescue. Both books are available at Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And please visit TheDoggyDiva.com for more information. Thank you, everyone. Coming up, canine help for veterans with PTSD. Stay tuned. Take a bite out of your competition. 
Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. Northwest Battle Buddies was founded to support our combat veterans since 2012. Northwest Battle Buddies empowers combat veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder by partnering them with professionally trained, specifically matched service dogs. And here with us today to tell us more about this is the founder, CEO, and master dog trainer at Northwest Battle Buddies, Shannon Walker. Welcome, Shannon, to the Doggy Diva Show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's It's an honor. Oh, it's such an honor to have you here, and what you guys do is absolutely amazing. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about yourself and your inspiration in founding Northwest Battle Buddies? So so I was raised in a loving home, and uh, my father served during the Korean War time. And he taught us to believe, growing up, he taught us to believe in God, family, and country. I mean, I never, we never stood for the national anthem without tears running my dad's, down my dad's face. He was an unbelievable patriot. And he also taught us, you know, that when you're in the presence of a veteran, you're in the presence of a hero, even though he never considered himself one. So, you know, I'd been a dog trainer for, had a very large, successful dog training and business, and it accomplished a lot in the dog world. So when a veteran came through my door looking for help, he wanted his personal dog to be trained to be a service dog for PTSD. And even though I'd trained a lot of service dogs, I had never trained one for PTSD so I did what I normally do. Um, I assessed his dog and talked about his needs and what the dog needed to task for, and and he ended up leaving his dog with me that day. And through the you know through the process of training a professionally trained service dog, it takes many months. I mean, it's that's why service dogs, true service dogs, are so expensive. And so through the training process with his dog, and then bringing Kevin in to train with his dog because he had to learn how to navigate life with her. I learned about PTSD and I learned about what he was really living with being diagnosed with PTSD, and I'd only knew, I mean, there's so much ignorance surrounding um, that mental, you know, that, that you know, I, I don't want to call it a mental disorder. It is, a, and we'll talk about that, and, you know, you know, throughout the show, but, but the fact is, is that he had experienced trauma that changed him, and now he was trying to live his life like he used to, but he couldn't, and he needed to have his, he needed to have a service dog to, to help him live life with freedom and independence, and, and through training with him, through the training process, I saw him find courage inside himself to lead her where he was afraid to go alone. I saw him find courage and do for her what he wasn't willing to do for himself. And not only through that process did I learn that, but I also learned about the suicide rate um, amongst, amongst our American heroes, the 22 veterans a day. And his last firefight was an eight-hour battle when he was in combat, and he had lost many you know, soldiers in his unit. And upon returning home, even the people he served with that were in that same firefight that survived the firefight, six of them had committed suicide after coming home. And I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that 
than our American heroes. Even though he wasn't wearing the uniform anymore, he was still paying a price for my freedom, trying to just live his life. And and it was profound to me. And I'd accomplished a lot of things in the dog world, but this to me was so significant because my dad always taught me that freedom wasn't free, but I had no idea what it meant. And after meeting Kevin and hearing his story and watching him try to walk out a healthy life, I started to see glimpses of that. And I wanted to do something to make a difference. And so that's why I started Northwest Battle Buddies. Well, I got to tell you, you sure have made a difference. I, to be totally transparent, I first learned about Northwest Battle Buddies when I read Hope Has a Cold Nose by Christine Hassing, which was an amazing, actually, she was a guest on her show, such an amazing, uh, not only inspirational, but very educational book. And I learned about your organization and was so taken back by what you do. So could you just tell the listeners about Northwest Battle Buddies? And, And again, and she did a great job in the book, but if you could just share what Northwest Battle Buddies is. Absolutely. Um, well, the, the, just on its face, I mean, what we do is we provide professionally trained service dogs free of charge to our American heroes who are diagnosed with PTSD. And a lot of our dogs, and when I first started, you know, my dad always said that you, you don't know what you don't know. And so when I decided to start Northwest Battle Buddies and provide these service dogs, my, in my simple mind thinking, I thought, well, if I could just adopt dogs out of shelters, I can, I can save them, train them, and then gift them and say thank you for my freedom. And that's exactly what I did. I went right out. I, I partnered with a shelter. I adopted five dogs for free, and I started training. And we have continued to do that over the last nine years. And in nine years, we have provided 145 service dogs, professionally trained service dogs to our, our men and women um, who have served our country. And um, our training process is very extensive. I mean, we train these dogs for six months prior to them even meeting their veterans. And then the veterans come from all across the nation, and they train with us five days a week for five weeks. And they learn how to navigate life, um, working with their service dogs, learning and the service dog is learning them and how to pass for their symptoms of PTSD. And, um, and then they pass their testing. And then upon graduation, the dogs are gifted. And, you know, our American heroes are very, I mean, they're, they're the men and women that come to our program are, are incredible men and women of courage and integrity. And so they are faithful to our organization. They, to our protocol to ensure not only the safety of the dogs long-term, but the, the, the fact that that dog is serving their veteran with the highest uh, performance of obedience and tasking and everything else that is required. And so there's an ongoing education for our veterans that's always available. And our veterans come back and recertify. They don't have to go through the five weeks, but they come back and recertify passing their tests yearly with us. I mean, they and they're faithful. And, um, I, and I'm really proud to say that our service dogs have absolutely changed our, our, our veterans' lives that have received them for the better. And some of it's so significant that our veterans have gone on to serve and start their own nonprofit wow. and, and be a, a thriving member of the com- community and get back as they're healing through their post-traumatic stress. It's, it's quite amazing. Well, and Shannon, one of the things that we've been talking about is PTSD. And for those that are not familiar with what PTSD is, can you explain it? And also, can you also let us know how these service dogs impact the lives of these combat veterans suffering from PTSD? Yeah, so PTSD is a mental, is a mental health disorder, but it's, it's brought on by trauma, either a single event 
um, as a car accident or, or a race, but it also can, people can experience trauma and PTSD over, over a long period of time, such as domestic, domestic abuse. And, and, but it's all caused by trauma. And what happens is, is that it actually changes the way their body is wired. I actually have just been really learning even more about this because, you know, I always tell people, I'm just a dog trainer. I mean, I've, I'm a very, very, very good dog trainer. And I've accomplished a lot of things. But when I started working with veterans with PTSD, I needed to also get educated about what they were going through. And 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 so many people across the United States experience trauma. We just happen to be working with our veterans. But it actually changes the way they're wired. And so what happens is, is that often whatever caused their trauma, when they go back out in life and they're trying to just live their life, there can be triggers that will put them back in that moment of that trauma. As an example, like a rape or domestic abuse or a car accident or even natural disasters. And so, you know, I tell our veterans all the time. And I, you know, like I said, we all have our stuff. So even a lot of our volunteers and people who work in Northwest Battle have PTSD or have experienced their own trauma. It just wasn't serving our country. Um, but I tell our veterans, we're not responsible for what was done to us. But we are responsible for our healing. You know, it's not our fault what happened to you, but we are responsible for our healing. And our veterans have chose a service dog to be a part of their healing process. How do the service dogs, like, impact the lives of the combat veterans who are suffering from PTSD? I always tell people, and when we do interviews, you know, because anything you put in writing, you have to be so careful because, you know, people will often say, you know, these service dogs save lives. I'm like, we can't say that because we can't make that profound statement because it's not over. But I will tell you that our, our service dogs absolutely change the lives of our American mm-hmm. heroes that have them. You know, every single one of our service dogs, 144, are waking our veterans up from night terrors. You know, when you look at symptoms of PTSD, you're looking at depression, self-medication, isolation. They don't sleep. Um, loud noises, they're afraid. I mean, they could be in a, they can, you know, crowd. All of these different things that we take for granted. We go to a grocery store without even thinking about it. And yet our veterans, sometimes I go will take their service dog, you know, their very first day with their service dog out in public in a grocery store in the daytime. And they are sweating and they are dealing with so much anxiety just walking in that I do without even thinking. But yet they're able to do it because I'm, we're teaching them how to use their service dog at their side and touch their service dog and pet their service dog. And when that happens, physically, oxytocin starts releasing in their body, which physically makes them help feel better. It's not just that they have a dog with them and they get a pet it and it's a comfort animal. That's not it at all. The, the, the metabolic change of their body is actually very significant to the way they actually feel because of the chemistry. Our dogs also, when, after being with our veterans for a period of time, and sometimes it's instant, I mean, right when, even through the training process, but when our veterans are experiencing a panic attack or an anxiety attack, their bodies are pumping adrenaline. Well, the dogs learn to alert on the adrenaline much like a you know, a dog that is trained to detect epileptic, epileptic seizures or even a diabetic, you know, when they're going through high and low blood sugar, dogs can be trained to detect, and it's through the odor of their breath, high and low blood sugar. Well, much like that, our service dogs are alerting on the adrenaline that is being released through panic attacks and anxiety attacks when they're through training and after going home. And and then even, especially the night terrors, you know, one of the biggest things when I'm sitting in front of a veteran and I'm interviewing him for the first time and I ask him the simple question, do you sleep? And they're like, no, night times are the worst. Wow. I had one veteran who 
was extreme case. He threw up four times. The day he came to be interviewed with me on the very first training and to meet us, and he hadn't met his dog yet, he threw up twice in his car and twice in our parking lot because he never went anywhere. And he did not sleep. He would sit in his backyard and smoke and wait for the night to pass. And he would try to catch naps through the day on the couch. This same veteran went to California after having his service dog and went to, like, an award show, like a Golden Globe thing or whatever it was. And I have pictures of him on the red carpet with his service dog, and he is traveling. This dog has completely changed his life. Not only that, but his dog has interrupted suicidal moments that he's had after having the dog. And it's like, how do you put a price on that? I mean, our dogs cost us about $25,000 by the time we gift them. And But he's living his life. He's living his life. I mean, these are the cases that we're dealing with, and this is the impact our service dogs are having. And it's just unbelievable honor to be a part of it. And what you're doing is so amazing. And like I said, I read about it in the book. It shows the way these veterans, their lives are totally changed, taken from like what you said, how he was, you know, vomiting in the parking lot to actually being confident and service dog helps them so much and what you've done in the, the training of them. It's just, it's so amazing. I want to get this out there because I'm sure the listeners are wondering where they could go to help, where they could go to learn more about you. And there may be veterans out there wondering how they could get involved in the program or learn more about your program. Where can the listeners go to learn more about your organization, Northwest Battle Buddies? Um, well, they can go to our website, northwestbattlebuddies.org. It's all spelled out. And um, we also have a Facebook page. Um, our dogs are completely, um, I mean, we are completely funded through the generosity of our donors. Uh, we couldn't do it without the men and women who want to partner with us because you don't have to know how to train a dog and you don't have to work in a shelter to help us. You just have to love your freedom and the men and women who provided it, you know, and love the animals that we end up saving. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I adopt a dog out of a shelter, you know, I'm walking through the shelter looking at these dogs going, man, it's Christmas Day for somebody because a service life is the best life. You know, and so, you know, we desperately, you know, especially through COVID, we've had to cancel two of our biggest fundraisers fundraisers um, because of COVID the last year. And, um, you know, but we have not slowed down. I mean, we provided 32 service dogs last year, and that may not seem like much to people who are not in the industry, but the majority of service dog organizations for veterans, you know, it is not uncommon that they might provide three to five dogs a year. But we provided 32 even through COVID. Wow. And so, because, you know, our, the... Our veterans, their needs didn't change. And the, and the survive, I mean, the, the, the suicide rate amongst our veterans is 22 veterans a day commit suicide. That means 22 families are planning funerals today because our veterans have taken their own life. And in our organization, out of 144 service dogs gifted, we have not lost one American hero to suicide. Yeah. These service dogs work. They work. And we and we need we need finances. We need help. We need people to partner with us and reach out to their community and do fundraisers for us and 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 help us because we can't do it alone. I'm just one person who loves their freedom and who was raised by a patriot. You've changed lives, so you're you're more than one person. What all of you do there is absolutely life changing. And before we go, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, one thing you asked me is how do veterans find out about us? I would just encourage anybody that has a, an American hero that served our country. They deserve 
everything that we can give them and all of our support and understanding because without our freedom, our life in America would be done. And we are at the brink of that, in my opinion, and I won't go into that. But my point is, is without our American heroes, where would we be? Without our freedom, where would we be? And they deserve this. And how they're just reach out. You know, I tell our veterans all the time, just never quit, never give up. Don't stop. There are people who love you and appreciate you. And I just want our listeners to know that, you know, I have an incredible team that, that helps me here at Northwest Battle Base. I can't do it by myself. I, you know, um, it's a, it's a whole, you know, we are a family. I'll tell our veterans, you're not alone anymore. You have a family now, and it is the Northwest Battle Buddies family. And we stand behind that. And I just want our listeners to know that, that no matter if they, if, that there are ways that they can help us. And to our veterans, thank you. Thank you for my freedom. I was born into it. We have one of our, one of our team members was born in communism and his father went on a 27 day hunger strike to get him out of communism to freedom. I was born here. I didn't have to pay any price, but our veterans did. And so thank you for your service. And I don't say it flippantly. Thank you for my freedom from the bottom of my heart and everybody from Northwest Battle Buddies. Shannon, number one, I want to thank you for being our guest today, but I want to thank you also for all that you're doing for the combat veterans and to them because we're free. They fought for our freedom. They've given their lives. They've lost limbs. They've had emotional trauma. I thank you so much to them. I thank you. And I also, as someone who's been in rescue for 25 years, I thank you for going into the rescues, going into shelters to try to find dogs, to get them trained, to match them up with their combat veteran. I thank you for all that you're doing there. And for all of us out here, they fought for our freedom. If we want to contribute to their freedom, to these combat veterans, freedom please go to northwestbattlebuddies.org and i want to thank you and, and all of you there at northwest battle buddies for all that you've done for our combat veterans suffering from ptsd and how your organization has changed their lives and just listening to you today you've changed mine so and i'm sure a lot of the listeners feel the same way so again everybody please visit northwestbattlebuddies.org and be part of that change so I thank you so much, Shannon. What you're doing is unbelievable. I hope that we get to talk again. I would love that. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share their story because their voice needs to be heard. And, and you're a part of that with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and The Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.